0: Hello and welcome to episode number 67 of Virtual Team Dynamics, the AllFire Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at AllFire. Fire. At AllFire, Fire, we specialise in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. On the podcast today, we're going to be talking about training budgets for virtual team communications, where you should be looking to spend your money and um, some of the challenges that organisations and particularly projects face in terms of getting this uh, these budgets sanctioned. So as with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying article on the Old Fire website, so please do check us out when you get a minute. Um, and on there you'll find additional information about the company, about what we do and about why we do what we do. There's also places on there to sign up for our regular newsletter which comes out every couple of weeks and um, for you to just basically find out a bit more about how we may be able to help you and your business. Particularly in the environment of projects, getting budgets sanctioned for training is an enormous challenge. Uh, for some reason, project budget, pod project training budgets always seem to be under pressure. There always seems to be a reason why people working in projects will not get access to the training, often the training that they really need. And Equally, you'll find that there will be places within project environments where training monies get spent on things that that really don't add value to the project or to the organisation. So, that whole training space is quite a challenging one for most people. So, what typically happens is a project will get sanctioned, people will get appointed to that project, a budget will have been developed during the sanctioning process for that project. That project budget typically will include some portion of training, and then dependent on how the organization manages its training budgets, the money will either be allocated on a person by person basis or it'll be allocated back to the parent business to spend on training or or there'll just be a, a just a pot of money somewhere within the project budget for training as required now. What uh, what tends to happen then, once the project gets sanctioned, is everybody sits down around the table and says, OK, we've got this job, we've got to deliver this job in this way, and we've got this much money to spend on it. So we find that um, that then the... The the money then, people look at it and say, oh, well, we've got this money here. We don't really need to spend it on training after all. We can spend it on this shiny new toy or this bit of work or this bit of equipment that we really want for the project. After all, the money has been approved. So the first battle then is just to keep that money allocated against training and allocated to training. If you can win that battle, then at least you still have the monies available to you. The next challenge then comes when you find that people within your project are coming to you and saying, right, I want some training, I'd like to learn how to do this or that or the other. You then have the situation where often a um, if it's a long-term project, this is a particularly nasty project problem to have. You'll have the situation where people in their annual performance reviews will have a certain piece of training allocated against them. They'll define that training saying, oh yeah, okay, so I'm on this job, I need these skills. The Their manager will say, excellent, go away, get the training, get the project to pay for it. The project says, well, it's not going to help our project, it's going to help this person in the longer term, therefore the company should pay for the training. The company will then say, well, no, we shouldn't, the project should pay, the project then comes back and says, okay, so our client, if it's an external client, should be paying for it. So it goes round and round in circles, Until one of two things happens, either some kind of an agreement is reached where somebody or parties will pay for the training or everybody just says, no, we're not going to do it we're going to keep this money and we're going to spend it on something else. project's running behind, it's running over budget, Um, we don't have the time, we can't release this person to do this, that or the other and to go on training and so forth. So you either have a situation where the training happens and finally someone accepts the costs, or where the training doesn't happen. Now if the training happens, that's great, and people get to learn the skills that they need to move forward. If the training doesn't happen then you find that you're working on a project with with personnel who have declining relevant skills. Their skills will have been very good often if you've had jobs that run for a couple of years. People may be on that project and by the time they finish, their skills are out of date. Their knowledge, for the, even for sometimes the work that they're doing on the project, can be out of date and, and ir- irrelevant. So the next challenge then, and this is specific to communications and to virtual teams, is many organisations will look to spend their training budget on, let's call it hard skills, on technical skills training. Now It doesn't really matter which industry sector you work in. If it's, let's say, it's an accountancy type business, then it'll be to maintain people's accountancy proficiencies and to keep their skills up and going. If it's in an engineering space, it'll be learning the latest bit of software or the latest piece of hardware and so forth. Um, If it's in IT, then it'll be learning the latest coding techniques and project management practices and what have you. So every industry, every sector, there's always this pressure and this tension between hard skills, which were the types I've just described, and then the rest of the skills that people need. So if you've got people who are on your project who are moving from a straight out technical role to a role where they need to be leading people and managing people communicating whether it's communicating locally or communicating into a into a virtual team environment often those people the skills that they really need are no longer the technical skills they're no longer the 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 hard skills that got them to where they are They are what's commonly referred to as the softer skills, the skills about communications and about networking and about managing people. And those skills tend to be the ones that are the hardest to find a budget to pay for training for. There's some form of an innate assumption within many organizations that their personnel only need the technical skills, they don't need the human skills, they don't need the management and leadership skills that are the often the crux of that person becoming the most effective and efficient member of the project team that they can. So you find, again, people are are more likely to sanction someone to go off and learn how to use the latest bit of software or to learn how to do the latest technical work, but they won't sanction for someone to go and spend half a day on presentation skills or on leadership skills or on communications or on cross-cultural work and so forth. So the the challenges here are are firstly to hang on to the funds that you need for the training. Well, even before that, the first challenge is to make sure that you have money allocated against the people on the project that can be spent in a discretionary way. The next challenge is that you need to find a way to, to hang on to that money once the project is sanctioned then the third challenge is to make sure that it is delivered and spent in an equitable way that gives the best overall value for the project now there will always be numbers of people within any project who need their technical skills maintaining and updating so those monies definitely need to be spent in that space those people don't uh, those people need to make sure that they keep their technical skills current so that they can work at the most efficient way they possibly can That efficiency is also based upon efficient and effective communications, efficient and effective leadership and management. Sometimes those small investments, relatively small investments, in uh, interpersonal skills, communication skills, leadership skills, planning skills and so forth will pay off many, many, many more times in the overall delivery of a project and in the long-term viability of an organisation from both the client and the project delivery businesses perspectives will pay off a lot more than spending an equal amount of money on technical skills for one person or two people because there there are a number of reasons for this you, you give people better communication skills they're able to coordinate more people you give people the hard technical skills and they'll deliver that one piece of work in a better way so you've got one is where you're you're getting a benefit for a larger group, a collective. The other one is you're getting benefit for an individual rather than and the and the work that that individual has to do. So it's a real balancing act, but there is a there. We believe, I believe, that there is a that there is a dearth of recognition within many project environments that they need to keep training people, not just in the technical work, but also in the soft skills and management and leadership and communication skills that are necessary for them to coordinate and deliver and plan the work that they need to do. So there you go. Um, Managing your budgets, managing your project training budgets, a big challenge, a big challenge for many, many projects. A big challenge particularly in a time when organisations are are trimming and cutting costs, when training is seen as being discretionary but when people also want to keep people within their organisations and within their projects for the longer term. You need to invest in your people to keep them and this is really what it comes down to, it's an investment, it's not an expense, it's an investment. You're investing in the training of your people and investing in their knowledge and skills so that they can deliver a better service for you, your clients, and their colleagues. Um, How that money is spent then needs to be carefully considered and planned out. And as people move through the project, as their roles change, as their positions change, and as their needs change, so their training opportunities need to fluctuate as well. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, then please do check us out. We're at www.ulfire.com.au And of course, while you're there, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast feed to keep up to date with future episodes. There's a link page on the website which will take you straight to all of the different um, subscription platforms for podcasts. There's also a link at the bottom of each post each article which has a um, a podcast associated with it where you can sign up and uh, and feel free of course once you have signed up to put some feedback on particularly on iTunes which is where everybody primarily posts feedback on podcasts and I very much look forward to speaking to you in future episodes thank you